Hi, you're on the air with Mason from Mason's Network. Well, today's real exciting. I got a good friend named Shiloh. Uh, around six months ago, he bought a truck mount from me. I got to meet him. Uh, it's, it's a weird story because he comes from my background. He made all his money in apartments. And then when he got out of the business, uh, well, he'll tell you more. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, next to Bill Yaden, this is my second uh, podcast with uh, with someone uh, on the air. So this is exciting. Hey, Shiloh, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Mason. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Well, this one's going to be fun. So we want to know you a little bit. So how did you get in carpet cleaning? Uh, kind of by chance. Um, I was My background is in restaurants and hospitality. Uh, was a part of two startup restaurants up in the Frisco area north of Dallas. And... Um, one of them actually had to, we, we opened up a second location, ended up having to shut that one down and, and coming back, the, the owner-operator decided to let me go as a general manager so that he could run the, run the store. Um, so I started looking um, into a couple things and actually got a, a friend of mine who was doing carpet cleaning for an apartment community, was going to do a college property turn and was like just needing some labor, some, some help. And uh, I said, sure, I'll go help him. So we, I don't know how many buildings we did in five days. And I walked away going, man, if this guy can make a dollar, um, I think I could do pretty well doing this. So I started looking into it. About eight months later, I took off on my own and, and started, uh, started hitting it, hitting the apartments. That's what I knew. Um, my ex-wife actually was an apartment manager, and I got a pretty good idea of kind of how their their expectations, what they want, um, not necessarily wanting to replace carpet, so they're willing to pay a little bit, but uh, just hustle and just uh, get out there and get our name out there and just uh, start doing that. But the funny thing is, is what I did is kind of took the whole idea of carpet cleaning is literally just to keep the guys busy. You're, you're there to get into the water damage. Um, we got into where we were doing probably 1,500 units, and we were just concentrating on doing flood work I mean I didn't I, I never cleaned a carpet pretty much <laughs> but so when you got started what how old were you what year was it so I was probably 32 okay um, yeah 32 like, I probably ran hard for about seven years okay um, and did you start with a portable right away because I started with a portable yeah no um, I think I was a little angry at the time and was like I'm not I'm not we had a portable. Um, I, I bought a truck mount and a portable. I, I actually had a cob unit I loved. Um, we ended up having uh, two two truck mounts, uh, two portables, um, and then where I was going is I got into doing a lot of general contracting work. When I started doing tear out and dry outs and floods, I just saw a lot of money on being there to build back. So I moved right into doing paint and make readies, um, building back, doing sheetrock. That led into some big time yeah. capital improvements and stuff like that. So it's pretty well, good. What's really cool is he went to Vegas and when I was speaking for the first time in public, he was there and we're like the same. We both got into apartments but wanted water damage, then became contractors on that. So then you got out of the business and now you wanted to come back in with less employees and less overhead. Yeah, you know, it's really funny because some of the, when you when you get into water damage or if you even in construction, um, obviously, you know, 2010, 2011 uh, construction was difficult um, up in the we were up in Frisco um, when you have big companies like Lennar literally closing their doors um, because they're not building any more homes mm -hmm. it saturated the market with a lot of painters and a lot of sheetrock people that, that really lowered the price um, and it was just one of those things where I was like it, it's probably time to to get out um, and 
you know, my, my goals were to, I, I just hustled too much. I, I know that sounds crazy, but you know, when you go seven years all out, what happened in 2011 is when we had the big freeze. Um, I don't know. We got, oh, yeah, the we, Super Bowl freeze. Yeah, we yeah. got 32 flood, you know, 32 flood calls in 24 hours. Um, I didn't see my house for probably four or five months. Um, we, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, had 12 employees at the time, and I was running them crazy. Um, and it just wore me out. And yeah. then the, spent the next six months trying to chase dollars. I know that there were certain insurance companies. There was one in particular loss that we had that I ended up losing 20 grand on it. And it just, it was just a big eye opener. So, yeah, so when I relaunched yeah. this time, um, totally different. I'm using what I learned, uh, the expertise that I have, and the, the services that I want to provide are. Uh, on a higher scale. I'm not necessarily going after apartments. I'm more going after a little bit higher end um, clients. Um, I try to do multiple services per job. Um, I'm not just trying to blow and go. You know, we do 12 steps on every every house. Yeah. You know, so, so now mm-hmm. you're a totally different cleaner than you were. Without question. So now you're going to house shoe booties, Checking the it, Man, hose guards, I hose mean, guards, corner guards, I mean, shoe booties, um, and you never even probably had a corner guard on your van before, <laughs> or the guys didn't well, know what no, they I were mean, for. <laughs> you, you know, you, you you had a hook to hook up on the yeah, on the a bungee rail. cord, yeah, or, yeah, or you just shoved it through the the the, the rails yeah. of the of the gate. So now the you're stairwell. you're trying to protect their their place, and, <laughs> yeah, and, for sure, and, I think and be on time. Yeah, so here, here's a couple things. I know that uh, on your network and on other on other forums, there's a lot of conversations about people that, are, especially those that are are newer to the business, they are trying to do as many as they can. Um, the one thing that I learned in my time was I want to nourish and cherish the relationships that I build with a client so that no matter what it is that they do, I mean, I get phone calls with people that want to do pest control or they need, hey, do you know this person? If you become a connector of people, and you, yeah. you become their solution, it is just conversational on actually providing services for them. You're never selling anything. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned over from where I started to where I am now is I go to every job and give them an estimate, not to give them a better price or to make sure that I don't lose money on that job. It is so that I build a relationship with them when they let me in their home and I'm not there sweating and and running hoses i'm actually in there getting to know them finding out what their kids names are what the dog's name are you know things like that and one of the things that you and i talked about a long time ago is it you know i believe in giving with intention right so if you give a gift to a client that is a dog bone that's fantastic because you they're aware that you have you know that you you made an appearance with their dog but if you give them a dog bone with their dog's name bow on it then it's their dog's bone. And that does take yeah. things to a little bit level, and it's 50 cents extra. I mean, it, it's nothing off of you except a little time. So when you talk about database management, you talk about building relationships, be the solution to their problems, no matter what it is, even if it's just connecting them with a divorce yeah. attorney or connecting them with the CPA. If you become a connector of people... Um, and that kind of goes in any industry. Without people, question. You and I are friends. Absolutely. We sat down, had lunch, you could have bought you. You passed up four suppliers to buy from me. So, it, you buy from who you like. Yeah. And your clients are you're, they're in your house. At least I'm selling metal that goes out the door. You're you're in their house. So I love that. I love that you go and see them. And it's not about how much money that you leave on the table or not, but you're advising them. I believe that if they meet Shiloh, they're buying from Shiloh. 
And that's what your goal is. It, over the phone, anybody, they don't know who you are. Yeah, without question. And and that's the the whole shopper the shopper mentality. When they call you and they just want mm-hmm. a price, it's a totally different conversation than when you're you know the realtor that they spent six months searching for a home yeah. and or the, the the mortgage loan officer refers you because they've done a financial enema to get them yeah. a home. They have a relationship with a lot of trust because they know everything about them. So when they're la- you know when the the mortgage loan officer refers you to that client, there is such a built-in confidence yeah. that that confidence can trust you. So when you walk out there and you have a conversation about how they got to know you, what you can do for them, they're new to the community, whatever, it just changes the relationship. And and your goal is, the, I guess as all businesses are, your goal is how much volume you can do, how much money you can make. It's not about how many people you claim. Yeah. It's more about how much dollars you can get. If you're going to get a million dollars, do you need a million clients or do you need you know, a thousand clients you, and take care of them? You know, you said something strong there. I thought as a young man I had to have 10 truck mounts. Hey, we didn't you, say you, no to anything. Yeah. We, so doing apartments, I was like, i got to have 10. Now I look at, you know, less than 10 would be better. You know, less employees, less overhead, more detail, less. And when you have as many employees as we've had, you have to feed their families. Yeah. So if you can have less employees, leave less money on the table, make more profit, I, I, I love I love your concept on how you treat people and how you look at the big picture. But the big question for you here, we're going to have Shiloh on the air again, but the big question for you, getting back in the business from doing what you did for so long, what's the biggest change you've seen? Like, is there more concrete, more tile and grout? Is there... What what is the because you're out there hitting doors now? Yeah. you're going to oh, B and I yeah. meetings, chamber of commerce. Yeah. You're you're on the what I call it boots on the ground. Yeah. You're boots on the ground hitting doors. Yeah, so one of my biggest referral sources um, is a hard surface uh, tile and floor installer. I mean, he goes in. He's got a great showroom. He sells because they're not they're not selling carpet anymore. I mean, if they are, it's a couple rooms. So, you know, my goal is is to land every seal job because they'll go in, they'll put in new tile. Oh, that's smart. Oh, yeah. So they'll put in new tile and they'll refer me. Hey, this needs to cure for a couple days. Once it does, uh, once you have call Shiloh, he'll come out. He can also do your shower whatever. So I'll go in and I'll get a seal job. Yeah, and it's and not, all not it even clean it. Now, yeah. let me tell you what I do. Get to know what you do. Do you have a new friend? Whatever. But the goal is... When you do need the clean, you know the floor cleaned. You're being educated on how often it needs to be done, what products to use by me, not by someone at Home mm-hmm. Depot or by some random other person that you're pulling up on Yelp. Now my floor installer did nothing but refer me to help seal the floor, yeah. and it just it just so builds a relationship so there's out. a lot more of the concrete, tile and grout, hard surfaces than that when we were. Even apartments now have laminated floors and stuff. No doubt. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, the apartments are trying to get out of it. I think a huge opportunity still is in doing uh, wood floor deep cleaning, whether it's basic Mm -hmm. coatings or things like that, um, topical coating for wood floors. Um, And you don't even have to get into staining and all that stuff. I think a lot of people look at wood floors as intimidating and they don't, they think that they have to sand and restain. You don't really have to do that. You can provide a service because man, wood floors are, they're not going anywhere. I think those are really I, I, I totally agree. So so it was interesting to see him get back on the ground running. Uh, he just got married, what, around six months ago? Oh, my God, February 18th. Yeah, around, almost six months, four or five months ago. Uh, so him and his wife both quit their day jobs and their boots on the ground going. So um, you guys, uh, Shiloh of Floorscapes, it was awesome to have you. Thank you, hey, Shiloh. Thanks a lot, Mason. It was good to see you. Yeah, so I just wanted to do a live one with you guys today. But Mason on there, signing off.